Tonight, we'll begin the second part of the power of intercessors in Jesus crucified, the power of our intercession. I want to begin by reviewing quickly what we learned last week. It really touched home with me personally. Pope Francis is teaching on Moses. As I pondered still this week, Moses was the chosen one of God to lead the people. And they really reject him as their leader when they make gods of gold and they reject God. How our human tendency, our human nature, when we are rejected and abandoned, can so easily be the temptation to say the heck with them. I mean, how easy for Moses to have said, I, I'm done with them, God, destroy them, I've done my best. And yet, Moses is truly an intercessor already revealing in him Jesus Christ as intercessor. He doesn't, even in his deepest wounds and pain, he is willing to be the victim for the people. I really had to, to pray as your spiritual mother. I had to, to really pray for our brother and my spiritual son, Padre Cesar, who recently left our community and, and his covenant. And this teaching really prepared me for this. I really prayed from the wound of abandonment. I really prayed united to Maku and Jose, a spiritual mother and father of our brother, Padre Cesar, in Jesus crucified with all my heart for him. Father Cesar and every brother and sister, spiritual son and daughter, that for whatever reason abandons the covenant, remains our brother and our sister, a spiritual son and daughter. And we, as true intercessors in Christ, must receive those wounds and suffer them with Christ, the perfect intercessor, as grace for them. We cannot forget the people God has given us in our families, in our communities, in our workplace. And we continue to learn an important word last week. As an intercessor in Christ, we are a bridge. And we need to remember that. And there are three, two that I covered yesterday, one that I will cover today, conditions that are important that our Blessed Mother and our Lord have taught us to be true intercessors with Christ. The first one was from our Blessed Mother, that she taught us that the power of our intercession is in the purity of our hearts. And that is one word, purity, but that stands for 
the whole formation of the simple path. Purity engulfs the cleansing of our wounds. Purity engulfs coming to light all our disordered desires, our disordered tendencies. Purity involves bringing into the light of our consciousness the lies that live within our hearts that we come to live by, and on and on. That is all purity. The whole path is a path of purification to make us pure and grow in virtue. The second contingency on the power of our intercession is what Jesus taught us is in our perseverance to suffer everything with Christ, everything. And there was a key word last week as intercessors, and the word was power. God has been speaking to us from the beginning and using the word power in just about every message he has given me for our community and really for the whole church. And today I will continue on the third point that the power of our intercession is dependent on. And this was an experience I had in 2014, 425 of 2014. And the Lord said, they, meaning the mothers of the cross, and you must believe that your hidden ordinary lives hold the power of God. Then I wrote, Jesus then explained to me that this power can be used or wasted by us. This is important that we remember this today. The power is God. We do not have power. God has power. And God is telling us that this power, which is God, in our union with him crucified, can be used or wasted. He said that it is contingent on our faith. And then he said, if we do not believe, the power of God dissipates. And that was the one word I remembered he used, dissipates, meaning we lose it, it disappears. So the power of our intercession is in the purity of our heart, which means our faithfulness to continue to live the path daily, our faithfulness to grow and continue to live in knowledge, our union with Jesus crucified in suffering and in believing in our faith. Every time that we face a trial, a cross, we can see very clearly there's evil there. In every cross, we encounter evil. It could be an illness. It could be a financial problem. It could be... A, in a, a violent attack, it's evil. And that is clear to see, but only through faith can we come to know 
a superior power that is there for us and is Jesus Christ suffering with us. And we have to have a pure heart to believe that presence of Jesus with us is more powerful always that evil that is so evident that we can see with the, our eyes of the flesh. So this is why we need the faith to bring to our understanding Jesus is more powerful than this evil that we see here at this cross. And this, therefore, is an opportunity for me to defeat through my intercession. I'd like to move to the message our Lord gave the Mothers of the Cross, June 6, 2020. Here we now have a span of seven years from the first message I shared with you last week of 2013. And you see in this span of just seven years how the Lord continues to speak to us about the power of our intercession and who we are. So let's go deep together, my family, in these words from the Lord. He said, the time has come in which the principalities of darkness will consume the earth. The terrible day of the Lord. He is the father preparing us, letting us know what is coming. He goes on to say, the demons have no power over you and my followers. This is very important for us to remember because the demons are very scary and it is so easy many times for us to focus on demons and be scared of them than the truth that the demons have no power over us because we are in a state of grace living in Jesus crucified through him, with him, and in him. God is with us and in us. And actually, Satan fears God. And that is why he fears each of us. Because God is with us. We are God's victim souls. Satan hates us and fears us and will do all he can to discourage us away from our vocation and calling. The Lord goes on to say, my mothers, speaking to the mothers of the cross, must remember that during these dark times, your prayers lived with perfect trust in me have the power to aid in the protection and salvation of many souls otherwise destined for hell. The battle is fierce, but my little one, you hold the sword of the spirit. We're gonna speak about that in a few minutes. Your hearts purified, emptied and formed as my victims of pure love one with my mother of sorrows 
is the power of God to cast into hell the principalities of death. Notice he says our hearts, three important words, purified, emptied, and formed. That is the entire path, purifying us, emptying us of our ego, of our false self, and forming us as his warriors of this decisive battle. And the key word is always love. The power of God, God is love. And our power is in our transformation into love. The Lord is telling us that we have power, the power of God, one, to help save souls that are on their path to hell. And two, we have the power to defeat the principalities of death, of Satan. This is where our faith must be, believing that our prayers have this power. The Lord goes on to say, give yourselves to prayer and silence as my warriors preparing and saving souls. For the moment of judgment is upon the world. Do not waste time with any frivolity. For the decisive battle has begun. Pray, 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 pray unceasingly. For your prayers as one with my mother's has great power. Before the throne of our father, he hears the cry of the poor. Three times God, Christ is mentioning power. Wanting us to believe in the power that our intercession has. So let us move now into this section. Warrior intercessors called to battle. That's who we are. If you notice this last message, which is so much of the way the Lord has spoken to me from the beginning, it is a battle cry, a battle against the forces of darkness, against Satan and all his principalities. The battle we are battling, my family, is not an ordinary battle. The Lord for years has been telling us it is the decisive battle. And in this message of 2020 of June, he calls it the fiercest battle. The Lord has been preparing and forming his warriors for these decisive times in battle. That is who we are. Power is a key word for us. These intercessory warriors hold the power of God. We do not have any power. The power is in God that is with us in Jesus crucified. Again, I want to review the power to do what? This is important. The power to save souls, like I just said, from hell. The power to prepare souls for the judgment, which I believe is the illumination. That will be another teaching I'm already preparing for you. But for now, no, we're preparing souls for this grace that God is going to give the world. 
the power he's giving us to usher in the new Pentecost with the illumination and the reign of the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Eucharistic reign of Christ. The power he's giving us to help raise up God's army of victim souls to defeat the forces of darkness. We are all part in this army. We are warriors. We have been prepared by God himself. And we are called to bring more warriors and help form them. The Lord said in this message, the battle is fierce. Let me give you an example. Black Lives Matter. This is a worldwide movement. The title is part of the deception of Satan. Of course, Black Lives Matter. Who in this community would not agree that Black Lives Matter? As Christians, every life matters. White lives matter. Indian lives matter. The unborn matter. The elderly matter. Women matter, men matter, life matters. Every life is sacred and it matters. This world movement called Black Lives Matter is evil. The force behind it is Satan himself, the prince of deception and lies. I wanna give you an example. I did some research and I went into their mission. I encourage all of you to do the same thing. But many things it says, you read that and you go, that sounds really good, that's true. And then you get like Satan does everything, the deceiver. He puts truth and then he sneaks in the lies, the evil. And I'll give you two examples of a serious evil where we see the fiercest battle. This is one, this is from their mission statement. And this is not just, you must understand this, it is not a movement just in the United States, it's worldwide. It says this, we are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk, especially black trans women who continue to disproportionately, to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. I have to tell you, I read that and I didn't have the slightest idea what they're talking about. I had to do more research. What the heck is cisgender? I had no idea. <laughs> what is a cisgender? Well, I want you to know we are all cisgenders. This is what a cisgender is. A cisgender is a term for people whose gender identity matches their sex assigned at birth. Therefore, God made me female and I believe that I'm a woman. That means we're normal. That is called a cisgender. And so what Black Lives Matter, this movement, which is a communistic revolution for the world, is saying we want, look at the word that's used here. 
dismantle. That means this way of thinking, which is given to us by God and God created man and woman. They want to dismantle God's creation, the way God created us. For us to feel bad that if I believe and we believe that God created man and woman in his image, that that is wrong and that is evil. That is what life, Black Lives Matter is saying to the world. And the second one I want to give you to show you the fiercest battle and what we're up against is this. They write, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. My community, the word they use here is disrupt. They want to disrupt the family created by God, a mother, a father, and children. When they put the word village, I am Cuban American. My family fled Cuba, a communist country. What did the communists do with the family unit? They disrupted it. The children become the state property, the so-called villages, for them to indoctrinate according to what they want, not according to our Judeo-Christian principles. This is Satan. This is darkness. And this is the evil that God is telling us we are fighting with him against and that we will win.